Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 198 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and this week, because we are starting the Advent season, a new liturgical year again this weekend, I focused on how is it that you could find happiness during this Advent season? True happiness, authentic happiness. In fact, I was having a conversation with a friend last night, and he said that the word authentic was the most used word uh, in conversations and articles and videos, etc. And I think the reason is, is because we're all searching for what is truly true and good and beautiful. And who is that? Of course, it's our Lord. So this episode is designed in order to help you be able to find that true, authentic happiness that you're truly longing for. Hope you enjoy and see you on the flip side. Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here with just a brief reminder that if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button as well as the bell to be notified whenever I go live with my live show, which I do every week. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, whatever platform it is, also make sure to subscribe and get alerted for notifications so you'll know anytime that I release a new episode. So without further ado, let's jump in to our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. So we're coming close to Advent, and so I think it's really appropriate to start with a quote from St. Bonaventure. In everything, whether it is a thing sensed or a thing known, God himself is hidden within. As we're getting ready to enter the season of Advent, or are just entering it now, uh, one of the most important things that we have to keep in mind is what are we preparing for? We're preparing for that moment when the God of the universe, who is hidden in all things, whether we sense him or we actually know him, we actually see him take on flesh. He becomes part of his creation. And one of the things that St. Bonaventure is talking about here is also referred to as the sacramental principle. It's that idea that all creation, all people, all things, point us towards the one who created it. And if we get better at living out the sacramental principle in our daily lives, then what happens is, is that then we are able to be aware and to give honor and reverence as it is due. But then it's one of those of where we see God hidden in all things and we become childlike. 
we become filled with wonder. And when we become filled with wonder, we're filled with joy. And when we're filled with joy, then that opens us up to truly being filled with hope and with love. And this is all of what the Christmas season, as the secular world calls it, is all about, isn't it? And Advent is intentional about helping us be able to become more and more aware of God who became like us so that we could come to know him. And one of the easiest ways that we can do this, especially with our head, is to immerse ourselves in daily scripture. We immerse ourselves, especially during this Advent season, in the readings of the day, which will help us go ever more deeply into the mystery that we're preparing ourselves to celebrate. So when we are able to fully recognize God's presence, then we are able to deepen our understanding of his presence and what he desires of each of us in those moments. And then we can take action according to God's will instead of our own. What I just described is the very act of discernment. So often we will think that discernment is only like for big things. But the fact is, is that discernment is ongoing. It's an every moment thing. So the more that we develop this awareness of who God is in all of what surrounds us, not each person that we encounter in all of creation, what happens is that then we're able to deepen our understanding of how that it is that God is inviting us into a response to his presence right there before us. One of the greatest things that... <clears throat> when we spend time with his living word in scripture is that it then fills our heart and then it instructs our mind and then that causes our action to be in union with his. But we have to be doing this. We have to be spending that time. We have to be spending time with his word, spending presence, spending time in the presence of the word. And again, as our capacity to see God increases and to hear him in the words of like our spiritual director or the words of those who are closest to us, who know us, then we will be given the graces we need in order to accept whatever it is that he's, God is trying to speak to us through people and events of our lives. And we'll be able to increase our capacity to sense God, who is hidden in everything in our midst. But we got to spend the time developing our capacity to be able to see and to hear. And Jesus talks about this all the time. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, what is he talking about? He's talking about those who have been formed by his word. For those who have been formed by him and are allowing themselves to be formed by him each and every moment of their days so that they're in union with him. And one of the easiest activities we can do in order to do that is to spend time with his word, to spend time being immersed in it 
and allow that living word to truly transform us. So that's probably one of the greatest, you know, encouragers that I can do for this Advent season for you is really immerse yourselves in the scriptures of this liturgical season each and every day. Spend time with them and make that journey with our Lord as we prepare to find him in the manger at Christmas time. But in the process, we'll become able to see him and hear him in each of the moments and the people and the events of our everyday life. So our food for the heart comes from St. John of the Cross. He says, God does not fit in an occupied heart. This is similar to a uh, little story I've been telling recently about the uh, the man who went seeking wisdom and he traveled up the mountaintop and, you know, he gets to see the guru who gets there and the, the guru, you know, um, doesn't answer any of his questions. Instead, he says, sit down and, you know, let me, you know, let's prepare tea. And he puts out a teapot and then he tells the, the man, okay, go ahead and fill your teacup. <clears throat> I'll tell, you know, go ahead and pour and I'll tell you when to stop. And he's pouring and he's pouring and his cup is getting fuller and fuller and fuller and finally it's starting to overflow. And the guru, the teacher, doesn't tell him to stop yet. And finally, he's like, it's overflowing. I, you know, what, what am I supposed to learn in this? And the teacher says, I have nothing to share with you, for you are an overflowed cup, and you have no room for the wisdom which I wish to give. St. John the Cross is telling us sim you know, a similar thing. God does not fit in an occupied heart. If we have no room in our heart for God, he can't come and dwell with us. And so often we strive, you know, to, um, you know, we think that when we're filling our lives with all these activities or uh, all these different things that we think we want, what we do is that we actually are filling our heart things other than God and there's no room for God. What we need instead to strive to do is to create quiet and we can do this really in spending our time in daily prayer and meditation and as we do that then we allow our Lord to help us clear the space for him to make sure that instead of our hearts being full and overflowing with all of the activities of this season that tend to pop up. Instead, we're creating quiet and we're clearing space for him to come into our hearts. So, so often, I think we'll spend Advent in this flurry of doing all these shoulda, woulda, couldas. You know, I should do this, I would, will do this, and you know, I could do that. And we're so overwhelmed with all these different choices that we really miss the gifts that our Lord wishes to give us during this season. He wishes to give us the gift of himself. That's what Christmas is. He himself has come into the world so that we can come to know him and love him and serve him. And we miss that gift. So 
one of the big things that, you know, if we missed any, if we got any lesson, you know, hopefully we didn't miss in the last month of the, as we were ending the liturgical year, is the fact that time is short. Time is short. So we need to use the time we have well. And that means that we need to be identifying what's the best use of the time that we're, we've been given. What's the best way that we can clear out space in our hearts so that God can come and dwell in our hearts, but also so that we can receive the gifts that he wished to give us. This is where we need to really be focusing during this Advent season, not in all the busyness. And yeah, there's tons of things to do, but these, are they really things that we have to do? Are we really needing to send out a gazillion Christmas cards? Or are we really having to decorate as much as we might have? Or is it time for us to simplify a little bit? Is it time for us to spend more time in quiet with our Lord, like an adoration? Is it time for us to be able to set aside those things that are making us anxious and, and concerned and give them to our Lord? so that those anxieties and those fears are not filling our hearts and minds, but rather we're clearing space for him, the Lord of hope and peace and joy and love to be able to come into our hearts. This is what we need to remember. And St. John of the Cross gives us a good way to remember it, which is God does not fit an occupied heart. So this Advent, we need to determine what's occupying our heart right now. Our food for the hands comes from St. Augustine. He tells us, what does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. So during the Advent season, are encouraged to perform corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And my husband and I, we work with confirmation boys, and the question will come up, why? Why, why are we supposed to be doing you know, works of mercy? And the biggest thing that I can say is that it's because it's through acts of mercy that we demonstrate what love actually looks like. We become love's hand and feet to others. But, you know, many times we'll be thinking, well, how is my work of mercy like to my children or to my siblings or for my parents? How is that helping? And that's a, you know, that's a hard thing, you know, for us to kind of grasp that everything matters. But the fact is that it does is because we need to remember that everything that we do is for the Lord. That was a recent gospel about Matthew 25 of where it's like anytime you gave drink to the thirsty or uh, you gave food to the hungry or you clothed the naked or you went and visited the imprisoned or, you know, all of those things are caring for Jesus. 
Mother Teresa had a beautiful uh, analogy in which she uh, told the reporter who was asking about, you know, why does she do what she does? And she held up her hand and she showed her, you know, five fingers and she went along her fingers and she started with her thumb and she said these words. As in each word, she then moved her hand on her finger, on her, moved to each finger on her hand, sorry. And she said, you did it to me. You did it to me. That is what Jesus said. And she said, when I look at my hand, I remember those words. You did it to me. And that is why I reach out in mercy and do what is right and good and merciful and loving towards my neighbor. I think Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa, gives us the key to remind us why we should be doing these acts of love because that's what corporal and spiritual works of mercy are they're acts of love because they take us out of our own self-absorption our own you know stuff and they help us be signs of what love looks like for others so the question again becomes well how do we know who to help because we see misery all around us well you help those who our lord has you encounter so instead of walking by a person who is sighing or crying for help instead of ignoring them help as you can we can't do everything to take care of everybody and jesus did tell us that the poor will always be with us but the fact is, is that we have an obligation to respond. We need to do what we can. And when we're willing to be present to others and accompany them in the midst of their joys and their sorrows, rather than being absorbed with our own stuff, then we're making love present. And this is what the works of mercy are all about. And this is also the essence of discipleship. It's the essence of where we're being transformed with love, in love, and through love as we're, and so we become love so that we can be in union with love himself. And what better way to spend our Advent season than to prepare ourselves by being acts of love, to be in union with love himself. So our food for the feet comes from Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He says, happiness must be our bridesmaid, not our bride. What? Happiness must be our bridesmaid, not our bride. So many of us are seeking happiness, right? We want to be happy. But so often, we seek things that aren't going to bring us happiness. That's the reality. So, I guess the, you know, the flip side of that question is, aren't, aren't we supposed to be seeking happiness? And no, actually, <laughs> we're not supposed to be seeking happiness. 
Our life is supposed to be about seeking holiness. When we seek holiness, then we find happiness. And this is what Fulton Sheen's trying to tell us, is that if we're seeking holiness, who should be our bride, then we will find happiness, our bridesmaid. The world tells us otherwise, though. And this is the challenge. And the world is telling us, go get this or have this person in your life or, you know, whatever. That things of the world, people, places, things, this is what will bring you happiness. But the fact is, is that it's only going to be through our seeking holiness that we will find happiness. It's hard for us to resist it. And this is why the church, in her wisdom, has us walk through the liturgical year. And we begin with Advent every single year. We begin with Advent so that we can be reminded that the purpose of our life is not about pursuing happiness. It's about becoming love. But to become love, to be in union with love himself, we have to create space in our hearts. And when we create the space in our hearts, then we can receive the gift of God himself into our hearts and our minds and our souls. But this can't happen if we keep trying to make happiness the goal. If we keep trying to make happiness the bride. We shouldn't be seeking the bride of happiness. We should be seeking the bride of holiness. And that is our Lord. Our Lord is who it is that we need to be seeking. Our Lord is the one who will bring us eternal happiness. But we need to really be trying to clear out all the junk that we've acquired over the last year. Or at least since Lent. <laughs> Because that's the other time that the church has us, you know, be attentive, you know, to clearing space. But we really need to be trying to clear out everything so that our minds and hearts and souls can be filled with all those gifts that God wants to give us. He wants to give us joy. He wants to give us courage. He wants to give us all of the hope that we need so that we can be filled with peace in the midst of all of this turmoil, all of these challenges that our world faces, not just now, but it has throughout history. And we have to remember that when we're not serving ourselves, but when we're serving others, then we aren't so self-absorbed and we aren't so concerned about what's going to happen. Rather, what we do is that we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and to enkindle his love in us. And then we become signs of God's love in the world. And we become signs of hope to others who might have lost their hope, who might not know Jesus, who might not know how much they are loved, each and every one of them. This is the privilege that we have. But we got to clear that space. We gotta open up our hearts and minds and souls to true transformation and to do God's will by 
doing, you know, spiritual and corporal works of mercy each and every day, however well we're doing them or not doing them, Advent is this time for us to recommit to becoming who God created us to be so that he walks alongside us so he can come alongside us and walk with us all the way into eternity. This is what we are about. This is what the Advent season has in store for us. So I pray that this Advent season be full of those opportunities for you. And especially that you come to know and are becoming aware and come to know more deeply the love God has for you. The love which was so great that God sent his only son into the world, which is what we're preparing to celebrate at Christmas. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, the first one would be during this Advent season, really focus on spending time with scripture. Best way to do that really is to immerse yourself in the daily readings, scripture readings of the day, the mass readings. Really focus on those and really immerse yourselves in them and let the wisdom of Holy Mother Church guide you in preparation for the Christmas festival feast that we are preparing for. Second, look for places, create space for quiet. Do this intentionally. Make this a part of your day and allow yourself to be quiet, to not be going hither and thon and rushing from one thing to the next, but rather create space for quiet in your day. And the final one, be intentional and strive to do one corporal or spiritual work of mercy every day. Spread the love that God has given you to others. So hopefully these resolutions will help you find that authentic happiness during Advent that you're looking for. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.